When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's showtime. Podcasts are the best, except for when they're not. Tough to think there's really just a handful that don't suck. And that's where we come in. Podcast reviews like Hollywood Commander. Mark. W-A-T-P! W-A-T-P. No, Mark, it's W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? We listen to podcasts so that you don't have to. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, back once again, is our friend Mark. Mark, welcome. Hey, Carl. It's great to be here. I'd like to remind our listeners, you can visit us at whoarethese.com, our Facebook page, or on Twitter at whoarethesepod. If you like what you hear, don't forget to give us a positive five-star review on iTunes. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Minimalist Podcast. Mark and I both listen to the show. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it, Mark. The reason why we're doing this show is this was a suggestion that came from you. Yeah, um, and honestly, the suggestion was not brought from, you know, it didn't arise from having listened to their podcast. Mm-hmm. These guys, uh, they have a book called... Jo- Josh and Ryan, Joshua and they Ryan. They have a yep. book called The Minimalist, like, kind of like a phenomenon right now, right? And they put uh-huh. a little documentary out on Netflix yes. that was, frankly, one of the douchiest things I've ever seen in my life. I watched it this morning. It's called Minimalism. Yeah, so I have a, I go in with a severe and admitted negative prejudice to these two asshats. Yes. Um, I watched the documentary this morning. I wrote some notes down about it. Have you seen the doc? It is the worst You've seen it. thing. Okay. So I don't disagree with it completely. The thing that they do that they love to do is they're, they're bashing consumerism. And so they show the Black Friday shopping mobs. And listen, I also think that's fucking ridiculous. You would not catch me on Thursday night at midnight trying to get the latest deal from Target. Oh, that's, hell no, because we have computers. Right, exactly. You know how to order online. Right. Amazon but, exists. But the so point ridiculous. is that it's not, not even that the tenant. And that's what's so insidious about yeah. these people's particular form of evil. It's not that the premise is bad. Yeah, we could all, sir, you know, stand to lose some of our stuff, get the clutter out of our lives, mm-hmm. lower our debt, um, make our lives more simple, and and find joy in a more simple way, and and not try to 
force it out of buying stuff. Yeah, However, buying th- but you can't buy happiness is right. the basic but model. I agree two, with that. These two ass clowns have yes. six figure jobs and they hype it in their in in their freaking promo. Yeah, weren't six they just of, like cell phone salespeople? Something like that. Yeah. Like a manager of a variety okay. store. Right. But whatever. So then they, it wasn't as glamorous as you the, make it out to the be. The point Mark. is they had enough money to do whatever they want. So they ditched their stuff knowing full well they can get that shit back whenever they want it. And there's thousands of well, thousands of people in this country who don't have a pot to piss in. Hold on a listen second. to these two sanctimonious fucks talk about how how minimal they are. Hold on a second. Uh, the one guy I, I get them confused when they're talking. I can't tell them apart. I don't know if it was Joshua or Ryan. Admits in the podcast that we listened to the one episode ninety four about budget that he was laid off from his corporate job. I was laid off from several jobs. Well, no, I know, but my point is that they didn't. I don't blame them. They, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it was more of like, oh, shit, I can't afford all this stuff that I'm buying, more so than like, I'm going to start this new movement, we're going to do this whole thing. This is the thing no. about the the um, the documentary that I thought was at odds with itself. Well, I should say, the, this guy's these guys' philosophy, um, there's some cognitive dissonance there because they're saying that it makes you happier to get rid of all of your stuff and to not live in this materialistic world where you need things and just get rid of all the non-essentials, get rid of all the junk in your life, and you'll be happier. So one of the big segments on their show is they take voice call questions, and then they answer those questions. So I'm going to explain to you why this is at odds with itself. Here's our uh, caller, Jesse, who you might remember, who's a real bright bulb, and he has this question. Another question I had was regarding... um, in terms of paying off debt, what debt uh, should be uh, paid off in one order? An example is uh, we have a car note uh, and a car, something that we we need um, in order to work. Um, so should we focus on paying on things like car notes, car note and student debt, or things like um, parking tickets that may have gotten out of hand and other forms of debt that have just kind of collected along the way from being in a place where we couldn't really afford um, basic living expenses? Well, you don't need to have a life epiphany of minimalism to figure out how to give financial advice to Jesse, do you? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, the, he, this guy's calling the right show if he's looking for financial advice. So here is uh, part one of their advice for Jesse. Yeah. yeah so, it, yeah, dude, pay off your parking tickets. You've got to pay your parking tickets. But here, here's the other thing. This is going to be hard to hear, Jesse, but you got to get rid of your car, man. you got to get rid of that car and and buy something that does not have a car payment. All right, so you got to pay. Uh, the first thing you got to do is stop being a criminal. Yep. <laughs> you owe money to the government. Or at least a might want to give that to them. <laughs> so, all right, dynamite advice. But then he says, dude, because he mentioned he's got a car note, got a car payment because he needs it for his job. They're like, what? wait, what? You are paying for a car? You fucking asshole? You got to get rid of that car. So here's the second part of that where they explain how to do this. Right. Well, guess what? Ryan is debt free and he has a 2004 Toyota Corolla with 300,000 miles on it. (laughs) Roof leaks, radio's broken, AC doesn't work right now. (laughs) You'd be lucky to get a thousand bucks for that car right now. Oh, my God. And, And so here's the thing someone will buy that car off of you. My point is, Jesse. Buy the equivalent. Buy the beater. Buy the junker car. Yeah, Jesse, you want to be happy in life? Buy a car that leaks on your head and you can't listen to music in. Then you'll be happy, asshole. Don't you get it? And so you're a mechanic. Yeah, I mean, this guy's fucking answer to everything is just buy the worst piece of garbage possible and use that instead. And, you know, somehow I, I kind of detect a little duplicity in their message and the fact that they're hawking this book and it's a bestseller. And Oh, well, that is a whole thing. 
Uh, do you want to? Let's get into that. Well, actually, before we do that, okay. let's take it back to the intro. Okay, let's go because back to the intro. Because people got to understand who they're listening to here. Um, the, the second clip I gave, I think it's called Cracking Themselves Up. Okay, so I, I actually played this as a teaser last week when we were teasing this podcast, how they start the show off by just cracking themselves up. And what I wrote down here in my notes is that because their whole thing is that this makes you happy, like this is a religion to them. And they're overly happy in the way that, like, a Mormon or a Scientologist is. Like, this, my life is great. I can't believe how amazing it is. You should do what I do. You can buy this book and change your life. You in the picture. Exactly. Like, it's literally the same thing as religion. Buy this book. It will change your life. Don't buy that shit. Buy this shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's so funny. They tell you not to spend your money, and then they're like, but... We want you to come out to our live gigs, and we want you to... Oh, here are the supplements that our friends are hawking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, my theory on this is that because these guys are so far down this hole of, like, we are the face of this movement, of this religion, of this pseudoscience, they have to act like they're having the greatest time in the world. Everything is so fun. So, here is them cracking themselves up at the beginning of... uh, of the pod. And because I find this podcast to be mostly boring, I went ahead and sweetened it for our, for our listeners. 94. It's hard to believe this is our 94th anniversary. What? Are we celebrating every week? <laughs> we that couple, Josh. I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, uh, Bex and hey, I. Bay. <laughs> Happy 94th week anniversary. We celebrate. We celebrate by trimesters. <laughs> Max and I, we're 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 in our uh, 27th trimester. Jesus, I'm not doing the math right. <laughs> I don't know what a trimester is. I mean, I know the word. <laughs> is it is, is a trimester three months? Well, n- what's a mester? <laughs> <laughs> it's one third of a mester. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a trimester means it's. <laughs> I thought trimester <laughs> that it's three mesters. <laughs> it means it means three mesters, right? <laughs> no, no man, I mean, dude, what the hell is a mester? cut any of this sean <laughs> oh my god this is so good you people are idiots there is nothing good about that and sean should have cut all of that out so like is like they, they separate things into like necessities and wants and like junk. hold on is <laughs> weed junk or is weed a necessity <laughs> weed is obviously a necessity these guys are fucking high this is from that same clip i just pulled a small portion sorry that was so long but they just were cracking each other up for the first two minutes of this pod and uh here is an unedited clip of how hard this guy is laughing. And I swear to God, this is exactly how it came across on the podcast. Dude, what the hell is a mester? <laughs> you better not cut any of this, Sean. He couldn't breathe. He was laughing so he couldn't hard. Couldn't inhale. He was that? laughing so hard. I thought he was going to. Die. I hoped he was going to die. I mean, I thought he was going to die. Well, he's he going to die, but so he's not going to die of that. He's going to die of freaking mercury poisoning. Oh, this guy has like yeah. been living in a Russian nickel mine for the past twenty years. <laughs> this poor guy. Do you want me to play that uh, that clip that you have about the his mercury poisoning? Yeah. Anyway, I was in the sauna this morning because I have 
mercury poisoning, like really, really bad mercury poisoning. Yeah, like, what is it? So it's it's not, so so. How, I have, how do they measure it, and where are you at on the scale? So I'm at 96 percentile. Uh, so only four percent of the people in the United States, according to the CDC, have more mercury in their blood than me. Humble brag. I just by the time he's done going on about his mercury poisoning, all I want to do is take his temperature. You know, just <laughs> let's get it out of the way right now. One more thermometer, he should be good. <laughs> I get it. So you're saying that that would go in his rectum? You know, I had or did thought- I just make that up in my own head. That was you, but hey. <laughs> Uh, getting back to these guys telling each other jokes and cracking each other up. At one point, this guy who have done, they've done 93 podcasts before this podcast. So you'd think that, I mean, that's more than I've done. It's pretty minimal. I'm still bad at it, but you'd think these guys would be better. This guy decides to tell a joke that he doesn't remember. A joke about why do ducks have webbed feet? I don't remember the punchline. It was so bad. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Mark. Dude, there was this joke. I can't remember what the subject was or the setup uh, or the punchline, but, dude, it was so funny. <laughs> Man, when you have nothing in your house, everything's great. It's amazing how much fun we can have. I don't even have a joke book. Dude, this, all right, get back to this documentary so that you understand what they're telling you. Is They're saying that people are miserable because they work jobs that they don't like, and they work jobs that they don't like in order to buy things that they don't need. And so the secret to happiness is to quit your job and to not buy things and to live in the smallest place possible. That was a big topic of the documentary. These people who buy these tiny houses or these very small apartments in Manhattan where they have one room and the bed folds down from the wall and then you pull that back up and then you have like this table that comes in. It's everything you do is just in this one room. And that is happiness, Mark. Being as confined as possible. That's why prisoners are so happy. Well, it's the best! You know, I, I honestly, one of the infuriating things about these guys is I don't disagree that you should be willing to prioritize what's important. Correct. And, and you, you know, like having a s'mores maker and a waffle maker and a freaking pizzelle maker on your kitchen counter isn't going to make you a, you know, any happier because you have more stuff. Um, well, it depends. Do they match? Are they stainless steel? They're nonstick. Oh, okay, good. But the point is... <laughs> That I don't believe them. There's a, this is gross insincerity behind everything they do. Like on that documentary, yes. Did you see the part where they 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 interviewed the world traveler? Oh, Colin. Yes, Colin. In fact, I have a note about him. At he low, owns fifty two things. Yes, he owns like a like a Japanese chef's knife and five artisanal t shirts. Everything and, is on his backpack, mm-hmm. and he just travels the world. He owns, he, he owns fifty two things, and one of them is the sneakers with the toes fucking in it. It's the most obnoxious thing. I hate people who buy the sneakers with the toes. Guy's got like a, like a five hundred million dollar trust fund. Yeah, obviously. You know, screw Colin. Yeah, screw Colin. Um, well, they they go all over the place too. They don't focus on this documentary. They talk about how consumerism is bad because it makes you unhappy, but it's also the cause of climate change, which is going to end the world. Um, you know, they think that fashion is now fifty two seasons per year. Remember that part? They talk about how. The fashion industry makes something fashionable, and then a week later, it's not fashionable anymore, so you have to go buy. I must know nothing about Dude, fashion. I'm still wearing cargo shorts, okay? <laughs> well, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm cool You're with definitely it. not. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. That, that's the whole point. Like, who are they talking to? We're not idiots. We live in this world. Right. No one is throwing away a t-shirt they bought last week because it's out of style now. And the point is that we all can agree. I mean, anyone listening to this can agree that, yeah, you know, buying a car loan that you can't afford 
probably a bad move. So they go into this financial advice thing. Oh, and, yes, they do. And this, this episode has very little to do with minimalism. It has a lot to do with extremely like you know like 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 if you go to a community college and they take that personal finance class that stuff mm -hmm. and uh then then it just hawks you supplements for two hours well here's the thing i totally understand why debt is a bad thing i totally understand where these guys are coming from they're not bright individuals and yet they're acting like experts i'll play you a couple of examples of this so um this is uh just an example of um what these guys think is happening in the real world. Now, there are people who make $10,000 a year, have massive amounts of debt, and can have a good credit score because they're playing the game. Mm -hmm. Nope. There is nobody in this world that has $10,000 a year as a salary and has a good credit score, Mark. That's true. Unless That's impossible. counting the, the family dollar card. Honestly, homeless people in this small city of Rochester make more than ten grand a year. Just standing on the corner of 490 and Goodman. I don't. I would agree with that. And yeah, there's probably. there's no way someone's making. I mean, like you're either making nothing or you're making like twelve thousand dollars a year. Right? <laughs> or, or, I mean, something. No one's making ten thousand dollars a year and has a good credit score. They're probably a heroin addict. Um, and then this genius explains uh, there was a question about credit scores. And I bet you didn't know this, but uh, I don't want to spoil it. A good credit score is better than a bad credit score. <laughs> you ready for this? It. It's better to have a good credit score than to have a bad credit score. Of course. So if you, you were to list them in sort of descending order, no credit score is best. If, it were, if we're going – and then after that, it's having a good credit score is better than the third option, which is having a bad credit score. You know, i got to fundamentally disagree with this guy. Yeah, I mean, think. I think if you have a good credit score and no debt, yes, that's better than having no credit score. Uh, so then the guy talks about – so they're, they're very much against – any type of debt. Did you know that the word mortgage actually means death, uh, death contract? That's where the word comes from, man. It's a death contract. So this, this is this guy explaining how to get a, uh, a mortgage according to this asset. Personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want a mortgage either. I, and again, I'm I'm not criticizing anyone who does have a mortgage, but you need to be able to afford the not just the monthly payment on the mortgage. But for me, if I were to ever decide to go that route, I would want to be able to put fifty percent down. I can't afford that right now. So I'd be cool putting ten grand down. That's a weird rule right there. Yeah. If you're gonna have a mortgage, I have to put fifty percent down. Where does that number come from, and how does that play into any of this? Well, you know, then instead of buying a $250,000 house, maybe he plans to buy a $500,000 house, which puts him in the same situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that at all. And again, I am all for this idea of not spending money that you don't have. But the fact that these guys get rid of shit and then applaud themselves as heroes is a little, little bit concerning to me. Uh, one thing that I did learn is this. And by the way, we, we are not scientists. So they're not scientists. That's good to know. I would not have known that otherwise. Uh, I also learned this. Donald Trump is a tampon. I didn't know that. That was interesting. And, Explains the hair color. And, uh, you know, they've done some work in the heavy machine industry as well. I hate using a jackhammer. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. So I guess I'll just, you know... I'll leave it at that with with my two cents. Wind 
I guarantee you that guy's never been within 15 feet of a jackhammer. No, I've never used a jackhammer before. I mean, I have I mean, white I've, collar jobs. I, I, I've I've gone through some you know physical motions that have been similar. True. You you've been you're actually called the jackhammer <laughs> by our group of friends. Um. All right. So I want to get into this whole. They've turned this into their work, and this is now their business thing. All right. So this is talking about their tour. And then down to Texas, Austin, Texas is sold out. Dallas and Houston, there are still some tickets left. Nashville, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Tampa might be sold out already. And then Detroit and Milwaukee, a bunch of different cities. Less is now tour. Uh, you can just go to lessisnow.com. And we're going to give a live talk about minimalism. And then we're going to record a live version of this podcast, dish out a bunch of free hugs, answer all of your questions while you are there as well. All right, that's one of the things that pissed me off about the documentary. These guys love to hug. Oh, I'm a hugger. Come here. Come on, bring it in. I'm a hugger. Like, okay, we get it. Well, I'm not. I know. Just just stay the the fuck away from me, you weirdo. (laughs) Well, the documentary is pretty much just following these guys around on their book tour. And they go in front of sometimes seven people, sometimes 30. It's very impressive. It's like Spinal Tap, but in reverse. Yes, this is true. Um, What is crazy to me is that... People are going to hear them talk. They've put out two books. They have a podcast with 96 episodes now. Two hours long each. Two hours long each, answering people's questions, talking through all of this nonsense. They write essays. They have a blog. What is the concept that people still aren't grasping here? Get rid of shit you don't need. How is minim- the whole fucking thing. How minimal How minimal is a two-hour podcast? Yeah, it seems it seems maximal to me. Yeah, max, the maximalists. That's so, what we got here. So this is funny. So the second part of the show is all about cutting expenses. And like you were referring to before, Mark, there are three categories, right? You have your uh, essentials, your non-essentials, and then what they call junk. And they say, get rid of all of your junk. Get rid of most of your non-essentials and just keep your budget down to essentials. But right before that, they were talking about this. I got up there and said advertisements suck and dropped the microphone. Yeah. Speaking of advertisements sucking, if you want to support the podcast, keep it 100% advertisement free, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the minimalists or just go to the minimalists.com and click on the donate button. So... Where in my essential, non-essential, and junk categories do I put the Patreon account for these assets? I'm going to guess that's junk, right? Well, that's an essential. I mean, I'll be, I'll be cutting that, that out of my budget. You'll wake up one morning and you'll forget <laughs> to not have stuff. I'm already saving 10 bucks a month by never contributing to their fucking Patreon. Um, this is hilarious. This, this guy doesn't understand how the basics of economics works. We're doing a bunch of f- bonus episodes, and those are free for, for you all as well bunch of bonus episodes for exclusively for our patreon supporters so mark if you give them money you'll get free episodes in return wow isn't that amazing i'm gonna open up a grocery store it's gonna be the first of its kind free food for anyone who will go in and give us the money that it costs to pay for it i think you completely hit, free food for those nerve, people. my friend that is gold that <laughs> that's is a gold. fucking business model right yeah, there totally these guys are fucking idiots he literally just said free for people who give us money on patreon and by the way let's go back to that advertisement free thing 75 yes. percent of the non-talking to travis portion yes of this show was them hawking supplements and and like and quack medical business, services yes, yes. and all kinds of weird scientological crap 
And let me tell you, that was one of the things. Now, I'm in advertising. I've mentioned this many times on this podcast. Um, that was one of the things that the uh, documentary was completely against, advertising. It's such a terrible drudge on society. And they talk about how advertising is everywhere. It's on TV. It's in books. It's in movies. It's in the cab that you're riding in. And then they say, it's even in the bar. I don't know if you remember this, but they said that guy that you're having a conversation with at the bar could have been planted there from an alcohol company and is an advertisement. How do I get that job? When you see someone in a bar who's hawking alcohol, they're wearing fucking flashing necklaces. They have fucking ridiculous usually, bling on. Usually they're a hot chick. They're a hot chick. They have fucking <laughs> samples for you to try. No one is sitting there going, no, you hang out here often? Like, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no cardi company dropping off. They were hired by Bud Light to fucking hawk Bud Light. We know that. I thought that was hilarious. Would you really think that they're sending people over to the Blossom Road pub to talk about fucking it's alcohol? Soviet Union alcohol companies stalk you. <laughs> so this is uh, getting back to this whole thing that these guys have done, this cult that they've created. It's a fucking racket. And uh, this is just more explanation on that. And oh, by the way, if you're a Patreon supporter, you'll be the first to hear about new tour stops that we're announcing. We're headed over to Australia and New Zealand really soon. Uh, but the first people to know about that are going to be the folks who listen to this podcast and support us on Patreon because the tickets will be available to our Patreon supporters before they go on sale to the to the general public. Is anyone else seeing the irony in this? This is a show about budgeting. And before they get into the part about budgeting, they say, if you give money to our podcast, you'll be the first to know when you can buy tickets to our tour stop in your city. You get a personal seat <laughs> license. Yeah, like, dude, can I give you money so that you can tell me when I can give you more money? That's, That's amazing. Season tickets to the Bills game. <laughs> These fucking guys, this is such a racket. Are they not seeing this? It reminds me of, do you remember a guy named Don LaPree? Name. He's a multi-level marketer from the 80s, maybe 90s. He was on infomercials all the time. He was one of my favorite guys. Let me play you this, uh, this clip from a Don LaPree infomercial. This is what these guys remind me of. The second way to make money that I stumbled onto was placing tiny classified ads in the newspaper. If you create and test one tiny classified ad in the newspaper that makes just $30 to $40 profit in a week, it could make you a fortune. Okay. I remember that guy. Yes. So here is the racket that he had, if you don't know. You, back when there were newspapers and classified sections, you would place an ad that said, want to work from home and earn thousands of dollars a week? Send me $10, you know, self-addressed staffed envelope, and I will send you the secret to making money working from home. So he gets people to then send, you know, four people to send 10 bucks. And he sends them back a thing that says, put a classified ad in that says, you can work from home and make money. Do you see how this is circular logic, Mark? This is what these guys have done. They're saying, all right, here's what you do. Here's how to not work anymore. Quit your job because you're frustrated. It's no fun. Just be a minimalist. Live with very little. All you have to do is preach to quit your job and live with very little. And that minimalism is the way to live your life. Like, uh... Uh, okay. Dude, I feel like that time when I was a kid and I was in like Spencer Gifts or Chess King at the mall and there was a mirror on each side of the fitting room and I could see into infinity. Right. That's, exa- that's exactly what it is. It's not, it doesn't work that way. And they even illustrate that point because the guy talks about when is a good time to take on debt. 
And the other guy says, there's never a good reason to take on debt. Debt is bad. There's only bad debt. And the guy says, well, wait a second. What if I want to be a brain surgeon? School's expensive. So wouldn't it make sense? So this is what this fucking asshat says about uh, brain surgeon and the fact that you don't have to take on debt. Is there a brain surgeon who, who made it through all of college and left debt free? The answer is uh, yes. unequivocally yes. yes. So you have a recipe. All right. According to this logic, Mark, let's say you're a Cuban and you want to get out of Cuba. Are there Cubans who escaped that country and became professional baseball players, Mark? Yes, there are. The answer is yes. So if you don't escape Cuba and pitch out of the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds, that's on you, asshole. Because it's been done before. There's a fucking recipe for it. Follow the blueprint. Where's my mitt? This fucking idiot, man. I just thought that was so funny. He's like, well... You know, there is a time when you take on debt and if you want to get an education and better yourself. No! Fuck that! Here's something that I believe completely. Here's what I'll say. I do want people to feel bad. Yep. Yeah, it worked. Listening to this podcast and watching this documentary today but here's the has thing. made me feel bad. Carl, I just don't believe these guys. I don't believe that he drives a 2001 Corolla with a leaking roof and 300,000 miles on it. I don't believe that these guys are out of debt. I don't believe a goddamn word they say. Because really? you just can't live like that. So you're, what you're saying is the priest who preaches God all day and then goes and fucks children... Is a little bit of a hypocrite. These guys are the pedophiles <laughs> of the minimalist Thank world. Thank you. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Here comes the lawsuit. So the guy talks about how, you know, wanting things is what leads you to unhappiness. And you only want things because marketing tells you you want them. Marketing and advertising is the devil in the world. And when it tells you you want something because it's the cool thing, then you want it. And that's what makes you unhappy. And then this guy says this. Okay. I, I really want a Tesla Model Three. Yeah. They're like thirty thousand bucks. Right, you got to put thousand bucks down. Um, I don't even think they're uh, like if you get one right now, you can't you can't even get it till two thousand and eighteen. Okay. Um, but my point is, is like if I did that, I got the thousand bucks. I I've, like I've started saving for one. Mm. Um, I got a thousand bucks. I could put down, and then I could totally take out a loan. This is where I start to believe you, Mark. How does this guy not able to afford a thirty thousand dollar car? They are living off of this book and this tour. How are they able, in that case, to go on this tour right. with all these stuff? You've been in bands. I've been in bands. Just going to frickin' Syracuse costs a couple hundred bucks and playing, right? No, th- these guys are, are raking in a lot of money from this racket, obviously. They have a Patreon. They have tour stops. They sell books. And they're selling out tour stops, apparently. Right. Because Barnes & Noble has, like, seven <laughs> seats in the community. Uh, so this is right after he talks about the Tesla. And this is something that... It just irritates the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, that's my plan, is in the next two, maybe two and a half years, I'll have the money saved up to buy this car. What an important word, though. Plan. Yeah. Oh, fucking douchebag. That, these guys are such fucking blowhards. They think that they've invented something that's new. So wait a second. In order to make a major purchase, you're going to plan on how to save the money to make that purchase? That's good, man. You know who's smart. You know who would love you know these guys? Shit. You know who would love these guys? Who? Travis and that other fuckface from the show we did. Like a oh, yeah, the, the millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Yeah, because it's more pointing out the obvious. It's like you were the last person to get there, and you're like, guess what I just figured out, everybody? I got a podcast about it. It's like, yeah, we know. It's not good to buy things that you can't afford and then pay them off in installments that have 
interest rates. I'm going to do a book. We get it. I'm going to do a book about not <laughs> masturbating with 30 grit sandpaper. Right. And then I'm going to do like a documentary on it. Yeah. And, uh, and you a know podcast. What? And people can call in and ask me questions about like what proper grit to use right. for masturbating. Exactly. <laughs> they're they're going to call you up and be like, so I've been using a more fine sandpaper lately and it's still... Just taking all the skin off my cock. And you're like, like, okay, all right, so call the it. Be called, Thanks for calling in. The book's going to be called The Sensual Abrasion. <laughs> I like it. So you're going to be like, caller, here's the thing. There is no type of sandpaper that is good for masturbating. I know you've tried them all. You know, it's just like there's no such thing as good debt. There's no such thing Right, as the good best sandpaper, sandpaper is no sandpaper. <laughs> exactly. And even their intro song, Mark, it lacks nuance. Like, these guys just have no way of talking in, in a way that's provocative or profound. It's just fucking like, durr. Yep. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Is that like Bob Dylan just sped up? Probably. I mean, could they fucking be any more obvious with them? Like, we, I could have listened to that theme song and be like, okay, I get this whole podcast. Yeah, we got it. We, we, we get it. And by the way, I do want to point out that I have uh, two iPads and my MacBook Pro that I'm using right now because I took notes on multiple devices. You look like the douchiest EDM <laughs> DJ I'd seriously. I've ever seen. Well, the reason is, Mark, is because I wanted to watch their, um, their documentary which I was able to watch because I have a Netflix subscription and I own an iPad Pro that I was able to watch that on with my Netflix subscription and take notes with my other iPad while I watch that. Can I ask you a quick question, Carl? Yes, please. Are you... Is your bank balance going up? <laughs> my bank balance is going up, yes. Okay, it's good. Got this figured out. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I, I, did, I didn't buy my iPad Pro and then pay it off over 10 years. Jesus. I bought it because I had the money for it, and it adds value to my life. So, so I guess what it really comes down to is, yeah, don't do stupid things with your money. Don't think buying things will make you happy. And that's true, because if you have a job and it makes you miserable, and then you decide you're going to try to compromise by buying expensive things that you think will make you happy, that now you have to go to work and you can't lose this job, because you have to pay for your shit. That's yes. true. We all agree on that. But but it's so obvious. You don't you don't need someone to explain this to you. But you know what? You can't get there without supplements. Well, that's true too. Like, what was what, what, Tholian? What, what they were talking about? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Like this there was guy, a lot first of all, I think it's the th- supplements that gave him the uh, mercury poisoning yes. and the strontium poisoning. Yes. This guy's got more heavy metal than Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day. <laughs> I think one of the most responsible things you can do with your own money is not let a couple of con men talk you out of it with a seductive idea. Again, I agree with the basic premise here, but the idea that that they've turned this into some type of a cult where if you even decide that you want to have a car payment and drive a nicer car, you're an asshole. They tell people, like, you're a fucking idiot then. I don't know why you would ever do that. And quite frankly, Mark, my car payment does not give me any stress in life. At all. In fact, I'd be much more stressed out if I had that shitty Toyota Corolla that, that, that doesn't oh, play God, Now I need a goddamn fuel pump. And doesn't have fucking AC in right. it. And, and, I and, think oh that God, would make uh, my life a lot worse. Yeah, and wheel bearing just went. But again, remember that these guys are loving life because of this cult that they're in. Dude, I love me some jokes, man. That's one of my favorite ISOs. I'll be using that on many WATPs. Dude, I love me some jokes, man. So 
One of the things I noticed about this show is, you know, we played it at the beginning where they're just cracking each other up. There is forced laughter going on between these two buddies. We've been buddies for 20 years. We're just such good friends. This is a compilation I put together of nothing but forced laughter, and it's prevalent throughout the podcast. (laughs) 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 But, um... <laughs> Hilarity is ensuing, Ella. That's why I'm laughing. And the show has reached a new low. Yeah, that is really what the show is, is that these guys trying to make it seem like they're having so much fucking fun and life is so great because they have a shitty car that they drive around in and don't have a car payment. Where do they live? San Francisco? Is it San Francisco or is it Portland or what? They're in Montana. And this oh, is the Missoula, new, that's right. This Missoula, is another Montana, this yeah. is another thing. They Missoula, talk about Montana. Montana and then they say, But we're moving soon. We're moving to a new city. But they won't say where. But they won't say where. Because they want to they want to put out a little teaser. Uh, let's give them a little bit of a teaser. They go, all right, here's a little bit of a teaser. It's in one of the 140 cities we recently visited. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Why would I give a fuck where these guys live? How could I possibly care about well, that? You know, and they you kinda, tease it like, all people, episode. People might want to take them out for dinner until they realize that these guys don't spend money going out for dinner with friends, right? <laughs> they, they Going out for dinner is one of the fucking big no-nos, according to these guys. That's the other thing, too. Let's say that everybody adopts this lifestyle. And again, I think that we overspend. I don't think money buys happiness. But let's just say that, um, okay, let's cut out all the non-essentials. So everyone who owns a restaurant just is out of business and has no way of making a living anymore. Neat. That got us really far. Great job. Like, is this supposed to be how everyone's supposed to live in order to be happy? Because if everyone quits their day job that makes them miserable and stops spending money, isn't that what we had in medieval times? I've been to medieval times, <laughs> man. There was a, like a gesture. It was well, pretty, that, that's, pretty that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's pretty festive. But well, I really, you know, I think they're charlatans. And yes. I, I, I just... Don't see the veracity in what they're doing and how they're trying to sell it. It comes down to that. So the um, the whole thing is that they're minimalists. The, the documentary is called Minimalism. And then they have a friend who has a side thing. And I feel like this is not the best name for it. Tracking it's going to be really important. But I'll have Beck start to – So and she'll probably put this on her blog, minimalwellness.com as well. So I get, the, I, I, guess the, I get that minimal is the thing that connects all this stuff, but minimal wellness is not a great name for a blog. Wouldn't no. you agree? Well, it depends. <laughs> uh, if the posts are three lines, maybe we can work with it. Um, all right, here's another thing that just irritated me. Anyone who's listened to my show over the years would know why this pisses me off. We're on the NPR One <laughs> app for those of you who are sophisticated and have, the, have NPR as your, your main place to go. Oh, fuck them. Yeah. Oh, people who like NPR are so sophisticated. Right. Oh. Yes. Lovey, can you turn up the NPR show? I don't have a television. Well, I do, but I only watch the fun drives. <laughs> so we did, uh, on WATP episode 14, we did Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. On episode 18, we did Ask Me Another, both NPR podcasts, both awful shows that suck. And the advertising support is all vodka and beer, which means 
Their listeners are alcoholics. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't that's get so like, fucking full of yourself. Are you sure there's listener. not a plant in the bar whose secret job it is <laughs> exactly. to sell one random guy some beer? <laughs> I know. Could you imagine that business model? <laughs> Listen, Bill, we've been paying you 60000 a year in order to get people to buy one extra Bud Light at the bar. This is not working out for us. <laughs> I don't know if you understand how this works. Holy shit. Um, so, but at, you, know, you know what? One other thing that bothered me yeah, about yeah, yeah. the format. Okay. Oh, guys, I want to talk about the format. Good. These guys aren't radio guys. No. Uh, the, <laughs> no. By their background. They, they're cell phone hawkers, right? right. They, they, they sold you the droid. Mm-hmm. So uh, they come to this book, and then they decide they're going to do a podcast. They turn the podcast right away into a morning zoo. Hmm. How do you mean? Right away with the false laughter, with the big intro, mm. with the, uh, the the 20-minute aside that has nothing to do. Okay. So this is what I wanted to talk about. This podcast is supposed to be about budgeting. And at the 30 minute and 40 second mark, they finally get to this part. We should probably. Let's move on with it. We should probably dive in then to this episode about budgeting. I'll tell you what, I've got to pee really quick. Let's let's take a quick bathroom break. Hey, Sean. Oh, dude. No, I, I was going to recommend something for Sean to do, but you, you, what's your recommendation? I want to hear yours first and then I was we'll just fight gonna, over it. I was going to tell him to put some cheesy elevator music in. Like, <laughs> How about some good music? <laughs> okay, a couple of things. First off, over 30 minutes in, they're like, okay, we're going to get this thing started now. So to your point, what was all this nonsense to begin with? Second thing is, they're doing a fucking podcast. Why do they have to have music playing while the go, guy goes and takes a pee? They could hit pause. Pause it and then do this thing called editing after the fact where you should have done with the beginning segment when they were cracking each other up. But instead what they did was they hawked some music. Like, this is awesome music. We're yeah. going to play this music while I pee. And it was shitty music. And he goes, and this is from so-and-so. You can get his EP. It's uh-huh. available for sale here. And it's like, whoa. Well, that's like I was sitting next to you at the bar and you were talking about that Bud Light and how great it was. <laughs> Exactly. I don't understand what these guys are trying to accomplish because obviously they own computers. They own iPhones or some type of smartphone. They tell you to go buy music. What is it you're supposed to take out of your... That seems like a non-essential to me, right? I just can't wait for the full minimalist line of products to come out. <laughs> right, exactly. Do you want like, to be a minimalist? You like, need to buy our t-shirt. Like the seven, minimalist t-shirt. There's going to be 700 SKUs. <laughs> and the, the t-shirt's just going to say, choose life. <laughs> you know, that's, I've got to get my minimalist handbag. It's, it's what everyone's oh using. Oh, God. What a couple of frauds. So the guy says at one point during this show, that he has a Twitter account for his daughter, I think it is, or his that would be girlfriend's Ella. daughter, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "Well, I don't, I don't have Twitter on my phone. I write it in the notes section, and then when I get to a computer, I type it into the computer, just like someone in federal prison does." What the fuck? <laughs> Who doesn't have Twitter on their phone? That's the whole point of Twitter. You can download it for free. <laughs> it doesn't even have to go in the junk category. All right, I know that you guys. No, you know, I bet he doesn't have a smartphone. I bet he has a flip phone. I think they do have smartphones. I think they definitely do. He's writing it down in the notes section. I doubt he's typing 6666 in order to get an O. <laughs> I'm just thinking that smartphone is shooting strontium-19 right into his brain. That's true. That's a good point. Um, no, I just I thought that was hilarious because these guys are all about getting rid of unnecessary things. How about things that are time savers? Like instead of typing that into notes and then retyping it into Twitter, you get the Twitter app on your phone. I don't know. Frauds. I'm crazy. Um... Mark, I think you have one more clip on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play this uh, this last clip that you wanted me to, to pull for you um, where they call out every single person who could possibly be listening to the show. If anyone out there needs to be shaken a little bit more, I'm, I don't have time to read this right now, but 
There is an essay on our website called 11 Signs You Might Be Broke. And here's the thing. We're all broke or broken at some point in our lives. And uh, that essay, it's just theminimalists.com slash broke. We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Some of the, the key indicators that you might be broke. One, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Number two, you have credit card debt. Number three, you have student loan debt. Number four, you have a monthly car payment. Again, with the monthly fucking car payment. You're broke if you have a car payment. Mark, have you seen the people who live up the street from me over here? They, just, they have like seven Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a fuck. I see a new Porsche coming down the street every day, and I don't think those people are like, broke. The only reason they would ever miss a car payment is if they get a, like, like their credit card expires, and so they get sent a new one. Right, exactly. And they don't put right. the change in the auto pay. Yes, American Express, <laughs> like, American Express Black Card would like to apologize for... Yeah. Um, yeah, so this, their whole definition of broke is, is, I don't know. You know, it's just, it's, it's sensationalistic. It is. It's overwrought. It's designed to scare the gullible. Yes. And, uh, it's, it's irresponsible. Mark, let's talk about something more fun. Beer? Exactly. Mark is a beer aficionado. I don't know what you call yourself, but you write a column about beer. You've been doing it for many years. Um, I was at the store today buying some beer. How do you feel about this time of year? We're in the fall season now. The fall season is the yes. most infuriating time to be a beer lover. Okay. That's interesting because I feel I feel very different. I, I love me some Oktoberfest, although that Saranac one was pretty awful. Um, but I even like the pumpkin beers. Oh, go fuck yourself, Carl. Okay. That's what I thought you would say. Seriously. Like, like the end of fall starts in June yes. because they start pumping out the pumpkin spice earlier and earlier every year. And then, then for the next six months, the bars we go to, you know, the shitty bars that, that – Try to keep prices low by buying the remainders and the leftovers from the distributors. <laughs> like it's the next June and there's like pumpkin beer from the year before. I hate pumpkin beer. So I'm at Legwood's today and uh, this is a grocery store that doesn't give you free stuff. You have to pay for it. And they have Southern Tier Pumpkin. It's a decent beer if you like that sort of thing. I assume you don't. It was a four pack for $14. Is that that seems fucking nuts to me, right? I cannot wait for the craft beer market to collapse. Yes, is that even possible? I, I want the whole Bear Stearns treatment to happen to the craft beer market as fast as possible. I just think that's insane that you could sell four bottles of beer for fourteen dollars. That's fucking garbage. I mean, a pumpkin beer—they're just adding spice to it. It's not—they're not making it from fucking pumpkins or anything. And you know, and this is the weird thing about this point in the show. <laughs> yeah, if you bring it around to making me say that. Uh, Josh and Ryan. Yeah. When you think about things like fourteen dollar four packs of craft beer, maybe these guys have a point. <laughs> it's true. You know what? I am gonna be a minimalist. I'm gonna be down to fifty two things that I own, but of those fifty two things, at least three of my iPads and my new Vive uh, VR headset will definitely be included. Ooh, in that. Can we end this and go play the VR? Yes, headset? let's go play VR. <laughs> it's fucking sweet. All right. So uh, we've reached that uh, that part in our show. Which part, Josh? Uh, let's give him a little bit of a teaser. Oh, okay. Let's do that. All right. So this is the part of the show that people love. I get more notes. They're like, holy shit. I just fast forward and I skip through and then I get to the teaser because that is... Do you know what this part of the show is, Mark? I do. And Familiar this is with the part this? where the possibilities are endless. The, the possibilities, possibilities for shitting on a next show, they're just endless. Right. This is what happens. People listen to the show. They're like, oh, these guys are going to have a witty take. There's going to be something interesting. And they're like, ah, not really. 
But maybe next week they will. Oh my God, you have the formula down. I do, right? Yeah, it's it's like Jerry Springer. You'd watch Jerry Springer, you're like ah, there weren't that many fights, and then they'd be like, tomorrow at Jerry Springer, like holy shit, I have to see that Dude, one. It's, it's like this surf rock band I know, right? They don't oh, sing. Fuck you. But in between songs, <laughs> they play recorded you. jokes, and I just skip through the songs to the jokes. How dare you? <laughs> um, so this is the part of the show if you're not familiar where we play a clip of the podcast that we'll be listening to next week and reviewing because we want to get people excited about it. You know, it's why I call it the teaser. Because it teases people, Mark. It gets them excited about it. Something that doesn't exist yet, but will. Next week. I am dripping with anticipation. I can tell. Um, So we've gotten, actually, we've gotten a lot of podcast suggestions recently. I want to thank Andrew, uh, Derek, who wants us to review his podcast, which is noble of you. Thank you, Derek. Derek rocks. Uh, We have Matt. We have Scott. Uh, A lot of folks have reached out recently, and we encourage everyone to give us your podcast suggestions. We actually had... um, we had a, an interesting comment on our website that I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, this guy says, uh, at first I hated this annoying show, but I keep listening because I am a sadomasochistic person. Uh, the auto quality needs to be better, but the layout of the show is great. Uh, I'd like to hear your reviews of God awful movies and zombie takeout. Uh, would leave a review on iTunes, but I don't use the sheep ecosystem. Keep up the fun. So uh, thank iTunes you. iTunes is in the junk category. Yeah, oh, definitely. iTunes is not an essential. Um, so thank you for those suggestions. And uh, here is said teaser. You know who was legal in New York in 2003? <laughs> Leighton Meester. I checked. We're good. Doesn't matter when the movie was filmed. It's about the release date. That's no, the one that counts. Really I checked isn't. that, too. <laughs> And sitting and quick, quick, sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Well, kind of bummed out. I just found out my crush is like way, way too old for me, so I don't really know. <laughs> I guess we can talk about the movie, I guess, but like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is called God Awful Movies. It comes from the suggestion on our website. We're going to be listening to episode number 108, Hangman's Curse from September 12th, 2017. Basically, these are three angry atheists who review Christian movies. And I will tell you, they have hundreds of reviews on iTunes, and they're all extremely positive. Now, they do crack themselves up, as you can tell from that clip. There's going to be a lot of laughing at each other's jokes. Do they apply tenuous, tenuous, ignorant theology? I have no idea. I have not listened to the show yet. I'm just going on the seven seconds I listened to. And our friend uh, Scott's suggestion on our website. So we'll be listening to that. It sounds a lot like how did this get made with people who aren't famous or talented. But I don't want to jump to any conclusions. You know, far be it for me uh, to discuss something of that matter. You know, I mean, to each their own is what I always say. Live well, and let well live. thank you for picking me for this one and not that one. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not into the uh, atheist movie review? Uh, yeah, as an atheist who hates other atheists, I would say no. All right. Fair enough. You know what? I'm actually in the same boat. Um, I feel that atheism has turned into a religion for some people. And the whole idea that I don't believe in any type of religion that's been man-made on this planet is because I don't want to deal with any of that nonsense. Well, actually, you know what? I'd rather be left alone of all of that shit. Carl, I do believe in one religion. I've become converted. Oh, My religion is now minimalism. minimalism. So please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all Who are these podcasts 
Sleep well, every pony. Parting in the mush bits of morning radio. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.